This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's a special Money Talks today. We're going to be talking about the cost of pet ownership because of the tie-in with our MPB Think Radio Fall Drive Time. If you become a sustaining member uh, during this drive by contributing $10 a month or more, uh, we'll contribute 10 pounds of pet food to one of Mississippi's pet shelters that we're working with for this drive. So we're going to hold the personal finance phone calls until next week because we'd like you to call another number to support MPB. It's one 888 372 give it's 888 372 4483 or you can go online a little bit easier that way to make your contribution online go to mpbonline.org and click support so good morning Ryder hope that you're doing well this morning good morning Kevin I am refreshed You've uh, very carefully brought your coffee in, and I, I <laughs> uh, uh, commend you. It was filled to the brim. There was uh, no room for cream a, in this Not coffee. a drop was spilled, so very good. Uh, what about some financial news in the news off the top of the show here? Well, well I, I'm not sure how much Nancy talked about it uh, last week, but obviously people are paying a lot of attention to the market right now. Um, the market was too... Two and a half weeks ago was at highs for the year for all of recorded history. It was at highs, um, and, and then it took a tumble for uh, I think it was twelve of the last fourteen trading days. Uh, the stock market has been down, and including a couple of uh, very strong down days, uh, two or three percent. Um, there's not there's not a whole lot of very specific stuff. This is. Uh, we you know there's been bad news mixed in with very good news all year round all year long and one particular thing about the past uh few weeks is that one of the big buyers of U.S. stocks has been uh, companies themselves. And a lot of companies, you know, kind of at highs, we're not buying as much. And also, you know, they don't they don't buy back their own stock during certain windows. They call it a buyback window, a uh, blackout window. And so that there was a couple of, you know, things playing into that. Why why stocks might have dropped so quickly on such, you know, a few days. Uh, so uh, we are talking about the cost of pet ownership uh, during uh, Money Talks this morning and uh, going to cover that from a number of angles. The first thing, you you got to get a pet, and they can come from various <laughs> sources. You can uh, a breeder, a pet store, maybe a rescue shelter, maybe someone mm-hmm. has a, a pet that they need to get rid of. Uh, Liz, you have a story for us about your dog, Fern. Yes, our dog, Fern. You can follow her on Instagram at fern.a.licious. Um, she, uh, uh, we've... Unfortunately, I followed a rescue organization on Facebook, and they put pictures of the cute little puppies. And they have a pretty good oh, photographer. Do oh, that'll yeah. Do they have a really good photographer in a backdrop. And so we saw Fern. Uh, we She kept her name uh, and just thought she was precious. And this was from a, a rescue. So it wasn't a shelter, but uh, I guess they tried to, they rescued them and then tried to get them out as fast as they could. But with my rescue, the adoption fee was $150, which seems kind of steep for a free dog. But with that adoption, I got, she was, um, 
spayed. She was microchipped with a lifetime registration. Current on her vaccines, dewormed and had uh, immunizations and had 30 days of pet insurance, which I did not enact the day we got her and 10 days later she fell off the couch and broke a leg and it cost a thousand dollars so <laughs> so pet insurance if it's offered to you for free sign up for it all right um Ryder, have uh, have you ever owned a pet yes uh i have a cat right now and actually the past two weeks i've been um pet sitting for my sister uh who has a great dane and and two large cats all right so uh i have a cat as well so um i fortunately was able to get a cat given to me uh, in my story was that uh, actually the cat was abandoned and uh, someone heard him uh, crying in the bushes outside of mpb here and so uh, oh. someone uh someone that works in ihl which is in the same complex where we are uh rescued him and uh cleaned him up you know de defleet him and that sort of thing and our co-worker karen brown uh, was posting pictures of him on facebook looking for a new owner and i had had a cat several years ago that had died and so you know a lot of times when you lose a pet there's that time where you're grieving and you just don't want to have a new pet but saw pictures of him uh, and uh, got him uh, and uh, I've obviously you know pet food but it's always important so I went through Mm -hmm. the the vet thing and so uh, those costs are involved Um, but but if you go to a breeder there are uh, some uh, tips that uh, Liz found for us Uh, anything on the list kind of jump out at you about uh, suggestions about uh, getting your money's worth if you use a breeder well I I do think one good thing, you know, even for someone who doesn't know a ton about animals and how they're kept and how they're, you know, best practices and stuff, the first couple of things, you know, checking the breeder's references and visiting the home or kennel, um, you know, it's important to, you know, make sure, one, that you're comfortable with, you know, how the breeders work. If, if, if you go there and it, they just have just an absolute mess and the animals are, you know, not being kept well, that. Well, one, that's a bad thing, you know, possibly to be reported. But but also you you don't want to, to get an animal from a place that isn't already caring for it. Um, and also checking their references, you know, make sure they're easy to deal with. Make sure they are going to do things like, you know, take t- when they say they're taking care of, you know, spaying or neutering the your cat or dog. You know, make sure they are doing that. Uh, make sure they are current on vaccines that, you know, if you, know, if, if you hear horror stories about someone, there are plenty of pets out there. Um, and and you, you don't have to deal with people who are who are just going to make that pet ownership much, much harder for you. Um, so, yeah, those checking the references and visiting the home or kennel of the breeder uh, to make sure they're well cared for and appear healthy. I also, when I adopted my cat, uh, one, I was adopting it from a, a, a friend who kind of semi-professionally rescued cats. Uh, but also I had a friend who was uh, had recently become a vet, so I could kind of bounce ideas off her and ask her questions. And that just made me a lot more comfortable with the process and, um, and, and a lot more comfortable being kind of a new pet owner myself. You know, and I think a lot of these tips, uh, that when you talk about getting a, a pet from a breeder, it's, it's, it's similar to the things that we talk about uh, w- w- sort of when you're dealing with any kind of financial thing. And one of the ones that caught my eye is uh, if there's some sort of purchase contract, you certainly want to read through that, look at all the fine print so that you understand, you know, what the agreement is between uh, you and the breeder. And uh, you know, when we're talking about uh, expenses, uh, you want to make sure that you are getting a, uh, a reputable breeder because you might be spending a lot of money 
uh, on these dogs. We love our pets, but they can be expensive. The list, the uh, the most expensive dog breed. I think uh, I have a list here. Uh, <laughs> the Irish Wolfhound can cost up to two thousand dollars. Although uh, a friend of wow. mine on Facebook has one, and you are getting a lot of dog when you purchase an <laughs> Irish Wolfhound. That's for sure. A lot of dog for your money. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, the least expensive breed is um, an American Foxhound, up to four hundred dollars. Oh. So uh, that would be an, an also uh, popular uh, dogs. The Rat Terrier, four hundred dollars. A Beagle, four fifty. A Dachshund, which I had when we were uh, growing up as a kid, uh, four hundred and fifty dollars. Again, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, a Saluki, twenty five hundred dollars. A Chow Chow, twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, a Rottweil, three thousand five hundred dollars. And then the English Bulldog is the top of the list, up to nine thousand dollars. So wow. that is a lot of money. And if you want to do that, uh, I'm certainly the English Bulldog would appreciate it. But again, you know, make sure you you know what you're getting into, um, and uh, you want to make sure uh, that you're investing your money wisely as you do in in anything. Yeah, and just speaking of those high costs, there also there are tons of uh, tons of dogs not coming from from breeders, uh, shelter dogs, uh, rescue dogs, etc. Uh, where if if you're if you want to talk about it as value for your money, you get great value for your money, and and there can be fantastic there can be uh, you know specific breeds that are just in a shelter because nobody knows about. It. I have a friend who adopted the, just the most beautiful husky, uh, from, which is a very in-demand dog right now. It's also being abandoned at higher rates because people, you know, re- don't realize they can't take care of him. Uh, but he got a beautiful husky from from a shelter, and it cost him next to nothing. And 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 that's the thing with that's the thing with animals. There's just so many places you can go to get animals, uh, and there's so many animals that you know need a good home. All right, uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion about the cost of owning a pet. Uh, but first, I'm going to bring in Michelle McAdoo, and we're going to talk about uh, reasons why we think that you should support MPB Think Radio uh, during this uh, this uh, drive time during the fall. So, Michelle, thanks for being in here with us during uh, Money Talks. How much is that hound dog in the winter? I do hope that flea bag's for sale. How much is that hound dog in the winter? This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's a special edition of Money Talks today. We're talking about the cost of pet ownership as that ties in with our MPB Think Radio uh, fall drive time. Uh, no personal finance questions this week, if you would hold those off till next week. But we would like you to call in with your contribution to support Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's 1-888-372-GIVE, 888 a little quicker way, easier way, is to go online to mpbonline.org. Uh, so, Ryder, in the first part of the show, we talked a little bit about, you know, acquiring a pet. You can mm-hmm. get one from a shelter or a rescue uh, mission. Uh, you can get one from a friend. You can get one from a breeder. Uh, or a, or a, a bush outside of your office. That's right. That's the case, maybe. <laughs> uh, but obviously, once you get the pet, then there are some ongoing costs associated uh, with, you know, keeping the pet ha- healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the, the the research that Liz did um, mentions that dogs tend to require far more attention than cats do. So from a financial <laughs> standpoint, uh, it translates into more expenses. So we've got some uh, one-time expenses there. Uh, and obviously, uh, one of an important one is uh, spaying or neutering. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's very important because it helps keep down populations of, of feral cats and kind of stray dogs. So it's very important to do that. And if you thought having one dog or one cat at your house was a lot or expensive, then wait until that one has children and children's children. And then, <laughs> you know, a hundred cats will be a lot trickier to deal with than just the one or two. Uh, so those costs, what, a dog, uh, up, maybe up to $200, a cat a little bit cheaper uh, at 145 And I think uh, spaying and neutering, uh, depending on the sex of the of your pet, I think there's a little bit of a different price. I re- think I remember uh, with a female, it seems like my cat, when I had her, she had to stay overnight where I think with the male, they just they get it done and he can go home in a day. But I'm not sure on that. Uh, we'll have to check with Dr. Major during Creature Comforts on yeah. Thursday to be sure on that one. Uh, what are some other, again, some things that kind of catch your eye when we talk about these uh, pet expenses? I mean, just things like having a, a, a litter box and a crate and scratching posts and toys, you know, because you, know, you, you bring your cat home and then you realize, oh, they're going to start scratching on something. Well, it's either your nice sofa or you're, you're going to want to pay for a, a scratching post or two. Um, and then you're going to want to. So there's there's those are initial things that you kind of have to just set your set your house up to receive them. Um, and if you're going to be, you know, boarding them or traveling with them, you need a crate for transportation. Or if, you know, a lot of times when people first bring a dog into their house, they'll sleep in a crate. Um, but all those things, uh, those cost money. You got to you, you got to go get them. You got to figure out how to get them. And also, there's a lot of there's a lot of time invested, especially if you're going to have an indoor animal. Um, introducing that animal to your house, uh, making sure that you know training them over those first few days and weeks. Like here is your litter box, or this is how you go outside. Like this, you know, you do not go here <laughs> on the floor. You know, in the dining room while we're eating. Like that's not it's not how it works. Um, so the, and those things are a big time investment of yours. Um, you know, you're not necessarily you know, swiping your card every time uh, your cat, you know, scratches up something. But, you know, the, the time to, to, to train them off of doing those things. Uh, and, it, and it gets trickier when you're adopting an older animal because they just uh, can't teach a dog new tricks is what they say. Uh, it just you can. It just takes longer. Uh, and that just takes more time, more effort. You might end up um, working with a, a dog trainer, a dog whisperer, um, you know, so that can get that can get quite quite expensive. Um, and I, I, I uh, compliment Liz, our producer, for the exhaustive research that she's put in there. Uh, the cost of a collar or leash, uh, a dog maybe around $30, but she even includes a cost for a collar or leash for a cat at about $10. Now, uh, yes, I know my, my cat, I don't think, would <laughs> appreciate a leash whatsoever. Uh, there are some, but... Oh, no. Uh, okay, my, my daughter Katie, <laughs> she rescued a one-eyed three-legged, no-tail cat, and it's in her apartment, but she felt sorry for it and wanted to get a leash uh, and collar to let it go outside her apartment building, and so her brother found uh, a leash and a collar with a pirate cat on it, so it had an eye patch for her one-eyed cat. <laughs> well, I certainly hope the cat appreciated the humor there. Um, I I have actually, I've, I've, I have friends who have trained their cats to use leashes. Um, one, it was an indoor cat, and they made him put on the leash every time 
time he went outside and he really liked going outside so he just turned into like a puppy when you pulled out the leash he'd just run up to you <laughs> and he'd want you to put it on uh, I on the other hand I I put did put a, a, a leash harness on my cat because cat collars come off all of the time um because they're so, you know, their heads are so small. So harness stays on her much better, but I cannot put a leash on her. If I clip the leash on her, she hugs the ground and <laughs> refuses to move. Uh, so, it, you know, I'm, you know, all about, all about respecting her wishes and, and just going to let her, let her run free outside without the leash. But it means I can't walk her around the block with me. Uh, I think you're right. I think if you're a cat owner, you have that image in your mind of, of the cat with all four claw, paws, you know, completely yeah. dug into the ground, oh, just yeah. refusing it's like, come on, in. come on, come on. Uh, you know, fun thing about uh, toys, you know, again, you want to keep your pets uh, happy and healthy mm-hmm. and, and something to do. And I think, uh, and again, I'm not a dog owner. My brother is. But I think that dogs take to uh, manufactured toys a little bit better than cats do. Because I think a lot of times you find out with a cat, when you buy them a cat toy, uh, you take the toy out and you throw it around and they kind of look at it. And then they say, oh, look, there's the box that the, the toy came in. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go play with that for a while. So yeah. uh, I, the last time I went to the pet store to buy my... Uh, cat uh, a pet uh, my, my pet my pet cat a toy <laughs> I really did avoid all the expensive things because I'm thinking he's not going to like that and I bought a small bag of uh, little plastic balls that have like a rattle in the middle and he loves to chase that up and down the hall so although again uh, there were four balls I took one out and I left the package of three somewhere and he knocked that off the counter and was playing that with that so uh, you go figure yeah cats can entertain themselves with a lot uh, dogs yeah, again just dog sitting recently uh, she had a whole basket of toys, which was great because you know it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to play with your dog, and so you you want them to have you know toys that are going to keep them occupied, but also that you can have fun with them. Uh, you know, ropes for you know to, y'all play tug of war. But um, she had a whole basket of toys that she would go and pick out ones she wanted <laughs> and set them around her bed at night, and um, and so yeah, you, you know you can you can spoil your animal of course and just give them you know tons of tons of toys and things, um, but also sometimes yeah you know just a a ball of paper or the box might be a, a, the most entertaining uh, thing you can get your cat. You know, uh, my grandfather had a dog once, and uh, that dog would chase, would fetch till the cows came home. Uh, you could sit there and throw the tennis ball, and he would fetch it and fetch it and fetch it. And then when you tried to stop, he'd come up there and, you know, drop it at your feet and say, hey, come on, I'm not finished with. But also, I give credit to whatever toy manufacturer invented the <clears throat> the ball launcher, because after, you know, three Those or four amazing. rounds of, uh, of fetch, there's dog slobber all over the ball. And so to keep your hands uh, free from that, it's a good thing to have something that'll that'll chunk the ball. Uh, also, uh, kudos to the pet uh, toy manufacturer that made the the one where you put the little treat inside the toy. Uh, especially dogs, I think, love to kind of mm-hmm. dig through there and and play until they finally get uh, to the little morsel that they're looking for. It keeps them occupied. You know, one other thing that maybe folks might not think about, and especially uh, for dog owners, uh, is uh, fencing. If you don't have a fence in your backyard, you want to make sure. Uh, that you, uh, you know, uh, invest in that uh, to make sure that uh, the pet stays uh, where you need him to and, you know, doesn't uh, sit, uh, get out and roam around the neighborhood. That's absolutely right. I mean, that's that's all goes back to kind of preparing your house for them. And a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of newer thing is the invisible fence, you know, where they have a, a specific collar. Uh, and that works great for some for some animals. Uh, I have a neighbor whose dog will run right up to the line of it, just, just barking and barking and barking at me. But I know exactly where she's 
she's going to stop. Um, but for other animals, my, my mother tried one of those. Uh, her, her dog figured, you know, if I just launch myself fast enough, you know, it only hurts for a second and then I'm, and then I'm done. Uh, so she had to, after getting the invisible fence, after, you know, and that's a process getting that. Someone comes yeah. out and marks it. Right. Someone comes out and does it. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work to it. Um, after that, she had to go back and get a real fence built. So, so you, you, you never kind of know with that thing and exactly what, you know, are you going to need a high fence or a low fence? Is it going to be chain link? What, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. So that's all in a lot of things you have to think about just getting your house ready. Yes. And so we're going to be continuing talking about the uh, cost of pet ownership throughout the hour, but also we're giving you an opportunity uh, to make a contribution as this is our fall 2018 drive time. An alumnus of heaven and hell. Are you mean like minx? Are you mean like a lynx? Are you keen to be sick when you're smelling a rat? Were you there when the pharaohs commissioned the sphinx? Is it wild you are? You're a jellical cat. Jellical sons of This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Tap, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again or download the MPB Public Media app. You can listen on your phone or Android phone on demand so you get MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Or you can uh, download uh, the podcast of Money Talks on your favorite podcast app on your phone. And uh, Ryder, you know, some of our past shows uh, are really more... uh, uh, are important again. What is the? I think I heard this morning the 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 Powerball, whatever it is. It's some some billion yes. something. Uh, the it's the Mega Millions is up to one point six billion. And so if you want to go back to our August 29th, two thousand seventeen show was titled Lottery Advice. I'm sure we gave some really spectacular advice there. And actually, I've got another bit of lottery advice. If you win it, um, so you, the lump sum payout on that, just for the ease of the mathematics, is about a billion dollars. Because um, you don't you don't get the whole thing. Right. That's a weird calculation, but it's about a billion dollars, and you'd owe about three hundred seventy million dollars worth of taxes, right? <laughs> but you're allowed to deduct fifty percent of your income as a charitable donation. So go ahead and give a half a billion to MPB. Um, <laughs> we'll do at least at least like three hundred pounds of pet food for that, um, maybe more. Uh, no promises. Um, and so you, you give half a billion to MPB, and that would cut your tax bill by almost two hundred million dollars. It would really, I think that would really work out in your favor. So um, if you're listening to this, you know, if you're driving across to Louisiana, you're popping up to Memphis to get your uh, get your lottery ticket. Just keep that in mind uh, when you do win. Uh, that that charitable deduction, MPB is uh, standing by, ready and waiting. All right. Uh, so hey, that that really is that's great advice. I think. Uh, so we're talking uh, today about the cost of pet ownership. We talked about, you know, first the costs acquired uh, about acquiring a pet. Then we talked. 
talked about some of the care and feeding involved. Uh, some of the other expenses uh, that we'll talk about uh, include uh, trips to the vet um, and food and mm-hmm. and, and uh, taking cleaning up after your uh, your pet. Uh, Liz, uh, again, uh, you you talk, told us about your dog Fern. Uh, what are your uh, experiences in terms of uh, some of the pet expenses that you've incurred with Fern? Well, after spending the one thousand dollars on her broken leg when we didn't have the pet insurance, um, you know, just regular vaccinations those uh, cost a lot. Uh, if you don't, and you need to pay for medication, especially for dogs, uh, to treat to prevent heartworms. Because if you get heartworms, then that's another overnight stay, huge cost to your dog. Uh, one of the other costs, uh, like Ryder went and stayed with his sister's dog. We uh, drove over to, to see the moms and the mom-in-laws in Arkansas, and we had our daughter stay and watch our dog. But the other month, uh, all of us went to Arkansas, so we had to put the dog in the kennel. And a lot of folks probably treat their dogs nicer than they <laughs> I think now in, in the 2018s we probably treat our dogs nicer than they did 50 years ago and so just the regular kennel wasn't enough we had to go to the kennel with the doggy daycare and uh, all of that and that uh, is a more expensive process you know, and also my brother uh, owns several dogs. And so, again, I, you know, you would think one plus one equals two. But it seems to me like when you have multiple pets, it seems like it's it's really more than that. So uh, <laughs> that's another thing to keep in mind. You know, that the, the more pets you have, obviously, the increased costs you're going to find there as well. Yeah. And, and so some of these are kind of ongoing costs that you can think about, especially if you're going to take your, you know, going to have maybe uh, a dog walker or a dog groomer, you know, get your get your dog cleaned or, or your cat have someone come and wash your cat for you. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, so some of those are regular things that you can say, okay, well, that's going to cost, you know, $400, $500 a year. But also, you know, like you mentioned, there, there's the unexpected things, especially with dogs because they're so active and they always, they want to be running everywhere and they want to be barking at everything and they're going to run and run into a glass wall <laughs> and, or they're going to be playing in the park and they're going to play, play too aggressively. Um, that's where you get, you know, broken bones or, you know, some other sort sorts of injuries, uh, especially for yeah, dogs. Speaking of dogs running around, we also made a contribution to one of the shelters in the Jackson area, and that gives us membership in a dog park. Yeah, so that uh, that's... That's another one of those ongoing costs. If you uh, you know don't necessarily have a lot of room at your house, but do want to be able to take them somewhere, that's a, a, a again a cost in money and in your time to do that. But it's those unexpected kind of medical costs, um, you know, emergency medical this or that. You know, your cat gets in a fight uh, or, or you know hit by a car or something, and or your dog you know runs into a tree or or runs into a ditch and hurts himself. So those are things which you have to watch out for um, and and you know have being being kind of financially prepared for that's just one of those emergencies that comes up just uh, just like anything else and uh, being a cat owner I think I know the cost of litter is certainly something that all cat owners need to be con- uh, concerned about and uh, again referencing creature comforts which is uh, Thursday mornings at nine on MPP think radio uh, dr. major our red our resident veterinarian recommends that actually you have uh, one plus th- 
the number of cats plus one for litter boxes so that you make sure that there are plenty of places for cats to uh, to use the litter box uh, around your house because I have found the hard way uh, that sometimes when your pet gets a little bit older and the litter box is not as clean as he or she might like it uh, they let you know by going outside the litter Ooh. box and now you have an extra expense of they, cle- yeah. cleaning up wherever the cat has decided to go both time and money to clean that up um, let's see so uh, also uh, you and uh, I'm, I'm curious I, I'm, I'm wondering if you you were a gratis uh, dog sitter or did uh, did you uh, get a little scratch from your sister there for helping out uh, well I did get a I did get some uh, some grocery money so right. that was good but uh, I got to stay at her house which was which was nice so okay. it, you know it was, it was it was a fair trade but as, as Liz mentioned sometimes you can't find a friend that's mm-hmm. available to help out so uh, there certainly is the cost of uh, kennels and that sort of thing and again you know we talked about mm-hmm. uh, finding a good breeder again if you're going to use a kennel obviously go there first check it out uh, see what they <laughs> offer you know just look at the the some of the existing conditions and how you know what the pets are like and uh, I think once you find a good one you want to stick with that uh, as well so uh, I guess the the bottom line here as we wrap up uh, is that uh, you know we love our pets they're great companions it's uh, really a great investment in in I think there's been studies that say how much you know calmer you are if you have a pet mm-hmm. it's great for kids if, if you have a family that you know a dog or a cat to play with uh, but there is some cost involved and so uh, just consider that uh, do your homework before you get a pet so that you know what you're getting into financially speaking This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.